0: morning and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you so much for joining us today, especially when we had such a heavy rainstorm. So kudos to all of you who braved the rain to be here on time. Uh, today is August the 7th, which means Singapore's National Day is just two days away. So some of you are wearing red and white. I, I guess I should have. I kind of forgot. But yeah, for those who are watching from overseas, uh, yeah, this is, we celebrate our National Day in Singapore on August the 9th. So uh, for those of you who call Singapore home or are Singaporean, welcome home. Uh, to those of you who are watching online, welcome home as well. Uh, we hope this church will be a place where all can feel welcome for whatever nationality you're in. A place where you can feel free to be yourself, to, be, to worship, and to know that God loves you. So um, if you are here on, uh, on site, let's take a moment to welcome one another. Maybe you can turn to your neighbor and give them a wave. Uh, if you're online, you can type into the chat in the YouTube chat. And our moderator will be standing online, resp- standing by to respond to you as well. Uh, and now as we prepare our hearts for worship, I invite you to stand as you're willing and able and join me in the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let, Let us, us be, be glad, glad this day, day for, for, life, for life, for breath, breath and for freedom to to worship. worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We We come come to bring bring our gifts of praise and and gratitude gratitude to the the God of all creation. God is good, and in God's work we find our strength. We We sing of all God's wonderful works.
1: Let us us give thanks thanks and praise to the the Lord.
0: Lord. So I invite you to remain standing as uh, we come to a time of praise and worship, and we're so privileged and blessed again to have our worship team here live with us today. So feel free to sing, but you do have to keep your masks on. Thank you.
2: Good morning everyone, okay, so who likes gifts? Nobody, ah, there you go, David, ah, well. Okay, today I have a gift for you. That's a gift of love.
1: <laughs>
2: so can you uh, actually share this gift of love with everyone, beside you, all around you, and also at home, uh, we are watching us, okay? Come, let's clap our hands. forever for you are good you are above all things your love and yours forever sing praise sing praise with a mighty hand and outstretched arm your love and yours forever build the life Yours forever And by the grace of God We will carry Yours forever. free How there are times we turned him away However, there are times That he was really real to us Never forsaking us I invite you to remember those times Today not erase those times of struggle. to you and so
3: Hi, good morning church. Uh, My name is Mark and I'll be your prayer guide for today. Um, Let's first of all prepare ourselves for prayer by um, closing our eyes and taking a few moments to settle into our prayers. God of justice, your word is light and truth. It shines upon us, and with the guidance of your spirit, your word teaches us to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly in the way of Jesus. Through the ministry of Jesus, we have been freed from the grip of the tomb, called to rise up to live, and as it were, to be born again. And in our very limited time on earth, proclaim your love through the lives we lead. As your beloved children, we offer you thanksgiving for your faithfulness in our lives. And in spite of the many imperfections of the world that we live in, and in which we participate in, we acknowledge your unmerited and boundless love for us, calling us still to be your people, providing for us each day, and modeling for us the way of love, and challenging us always to do likewise. Forgive us for the times we come before you with praises and offering, yet with hearts that are so far away from you. Forgive us for the times we raise our hands and sing songs of worship, and yet our hands are full of blood, sometimes from hurting others, sometimes from hurting ourselves, and the people we love. Lord, we confess that we are not always ready for Jesus, not ready for the day the Master returns from the banquet. For we lead lives often in a daze, distracted and dull-minded, chasing the many idols in our lives, idols that temporarily quench our thirst and feed our hunger, but ultimately leave us wanting more purpose and meaning in life. Lord, we confess our sins. God of mercy and healing, you who hear the cries of those in need. Receive these petitions of your people that all who are troubled may find peace, comfort, and courage. We lift up the prayers of our hearts for those who are still burdened, those seeking healing, and those in need. Within this church, and also beyond this church and in the world. Lord, we ask that you wash us clean of the many things that bind us in our lives. Lord, we pray and lift up the well-being of each person in this church, persons we like, and persons we may not like. Lord, you love us just the same as a parent does, loving us with tough love, gentle love, and a love that is beyond words. Help us always to be ready and alert For the day that Jesus returns. Lord, help us as servants waiting for their master eagerly to return. Help us prepare ourselves each day of our lives. Lord, now, in the next few moments, As we rest in silence, hear the prayers of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. We ask all these things and lift up all the prayers of our hearts to you in the name of Jesus, our Master, our Teacher, our Parent, our Lover, our Counselor, our Guide, our Friend, and our Saviour. Amen.
4: Good morning. And thank you for joining us this Sunday. Um, today, is uh, uh, I'm going to take a little departure um, from our usual mentee. Yes, there's still going to be slides. Um, you can log in to FCC.LA slash mentee. Uh, but I, and you can click on the hearts on, on the slides if you like them, You know the, the message uh, or the points that are there. But I won't be asking any questions um, for you to respond to, because I want to invite you today to focus on the message, right? Um, will you join me in prayer? God will may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So, before we start, um, I want to put the trigger warning up front uh, because I will be talking a little bit about self harm um, and suicide. So, I want to put it out there first. uh, So, you know, trigger warning. Um, And also, today, um, we have been preaching from the lectionary um, for this sermon series, but I'm departing from the lectionary today. But rather, I will be preaching from a verse that came to my mind two weeks ago for such a time as this. This verse actually comes from the book of Esther, one of the only two books in the Bible that's named after its female protagonist. This book had difficulty reaching canonical status both in Judaism and Christianity because it lacks religious elements. There are no prayers, uh, no mention of Jerusalem or the temple. The lead characters don't seem to follow Jewish law. Esther is married to a Gentile. She eats non-kosher food. And most crucially, God is not mentioned in this book at all. But just because God isn't mentioned doesn't mean God is absent. And this is an invitation for us to look more closely when we think God is absent. Uh, one of the worship songs we sang just now, the summons, doesn't have the word Jesus, God in it. Well, it has the word Lord. And we, I want to invite you to think about ways of seeing when it's not explicit. That the worship song was, is explicitly religious. It's a conversation and an invitation from Christ to us and a respond. But it doesn't have that explicit mention, right? So the book of Esther is set during the reign of um, uh, Asarius, right? The Persian emperor, uh, Xerxes, um, who lived uh, uh, between uh, 486 to 465 BCE. Uh, Esther is a Jewish orphan raised by her cousin, Mordechai, right? and she becomes the Persian queen after the king disposed his previous queen for refusing to obey his commands. And Esther was selected from all the beautiful young virgins in the kingdom. And later on, her uncle Mordechai offends Haman, the vizier, who you know, I think some today we might call a minister, and looking at the story, he sounds like a prime minister, um, when Mordechai does not bow down to him. And Mordechai explains to other people who ask, why don't you bow down Uh, to Haman, uh, Mordechai explains that he was a Jew. And Haman was so offended that he plotted to kill all of them. And he told the king that there's a certain group of people scattered in his kingdom who have different laws from other people and they keep to their own laws instead of the king's and advised the king to destroy them. Sounds familiar? Hmm. He also offered the king 10,000 talents of silver. 10,000 talents of silver is equivalent to more than 300 tons of silver. You can see how much money that is. And sort of bribes the king to kill them. And this leads to our reading today um, that is in chapter 4 from the book of Esther. where Mordechai learned all that had been done, Modachai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went throughout the city, wailing with a loud and bitter cry. He went up to the entrance of the king's gate. Oh, sorry. He went up to the, king's, uh, the entrance of the king's gate for no one entered the king's gate clothed, clothed in, with sackcloth. In every province... Wherever the king's command and his decree came, there was a great mourning among the Jews, with fasting and weeping and lamenting, and most of them lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's maids and her eunuchs came and told her, the queen was deeply distressed. She sent garments to clothe Mordecai so that he might take off his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther called for hathah, one of the king's eunuchs who had been appointed to attend her and ordered him to go to Mordechai to learn what was happening and why. Hatak went out to Mordechai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. And Mordechai told him all that had happened to him and the exact sum of money that Haman promised to pay into the king's treasuries for the destruction of the Jews. Mordechai also gave him a copy of the written decree issued in Susa for their destruction, so that he might show it to Esther, explain it to her and charge her to go to the king to make supplication to him and entreat him for her people. Hathar and told Esther what Mordechai had said. Then Esther spoke to Hatha and gave him a message from Mordechai saying, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there's one law all alike are to be put to death. Only if the king holds out the golden scepter to someone, that may that person live. I myself have not been called in to come in to the king for 30 days. When they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not think that in the king's palace, you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another quarter, but you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordechai, Go gather all the Jews we found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my mates will do as you do. And after that, I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordechai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. This story sounds like it's from a period palace drama, right? For those of you who watch a lot of these um, Chinese, uh, produ- Chinese productions, you know, all the plotting um, that goes on and all the palace intrigue. Rightly so, because biblical scholars describe the Book of Esther as an early Jewish novella. It is a work of literature and should be read from a literary pers- perspective. This kind of writing is not designed to meet any tests of historical accuracy. Zazi's queen was amestris and not Vashti, or Esther. So it is like writing a story based in a certain context, but mm, history and all the facts don't match with this story. But while it may not be historical, it is still trying to teach us something. Esther's Hebrew name was Hadassah, meaning myrtle, the flower, right? However, for Jews reading this story, Esther's name had another hidden meaning. The three-letter root of Esther means to hide and to conceal. And this meaning is central to the story. The key to averting the destruction of the Jews in the Persian Empire was for Esther to no longer hide, but to to come out about her identity, her Jewish identity. For if you keep silence... At such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another quarter, but you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for such a time as this. There's a lot of things going on right now. Every day, for more than a week, I come across misinformation and mischaracterization of the LGBTQ community. There's a lot of people spreading falsehoods about LGBTQ folks, further entrenching stereotypes, biases, and prejudice against the LGBT community. We don't have the same reach, we don't, we don't have the same platforms, and we don't have the ability to get our message as far or as wide. Not only that, many of us fear the repercussions what we might face if we do Speak out. Like Esther, who told Modachai if she went to the king into the inner court without being called, she'll be at risk of being put to death. She feared the consequences, and we too fear the consequences. Even straight people who are affirming LGBTQ people may fear consequences being ostracised, losing friends, getting into unnecessary conflicts. Many of us were LGBTQ fear. What might happen if we do come out? Will we be rejected? Will we be kicked out? Will we lose our jobs? Will we lose our friends? Mother tells Esther, if you keep silence at such a time as this, Coming out is a risky thing, and for some of you, you are not ready, and that is okay. But for some of you, it may be that you have been dragging your feet. Visibility of LGBTQ folks will change people's perception and counter all this, this, the misinformation that's out there. This is how we witness to the truth, by our very own lives our very own stories. We have sermon series last year, The Story of God and Us, you know, and the Advent um, sermon series, Let Your Life Speak. And we have invited you to draw your stories on these tiles that are now on our windows that is our stained glass project. These tiles may have faded, but our stories have not for such a time as this. I want to invite you to discern if you are ready to come out and allow your lives to bear witness to how God has loved you beyond measure and how you too are a child of God. And for those of you who may not be ready to come out, I understand that. But that doesn't mean you get to sit by on the sidelines. There are many people who are affected by all these things that they hear people say, and these things that people are sharing. I know of many people who receive open letters, petitions, um, petition to protect 377A, protect the family, protect the children, protect, protect, protect. And in their WhatsApp group, their circle of friends, these messages, they are misleading, all kinds of lies, and they feel hurt and helpless. Hurt because these messages are shared by family members, friends, colleagues, other Christians, people they love, people they care about, people who have a relationship with them. I know because some of you have spoken to me. Some of you have shared these messages with me. And while some of you may not be ready to come out you know, in some circumstances to witness and to use your lives to be a witness to the truth. Just like Esther came out to say, I am due too to the king. Perhaps what we can do for such a time as this is to reach out and check in with one another. Because we need During this time, more than ever, to be a community for one another. That is, to be there for each other, to support one another, to care and love each other. FCC has always been the anchor of love and the beacon of hope. The anchor of love isn't just me and Pauline. It's all of us. Every single one. For some of you who may be struggling, it is okay to share that. I will tell you, I too get affected and triggered by all this misinformation and the deliberate mischaracterizations of the LGBTQ community, especially hurts when it's done by our Christian siblings. I wonder, have we forgotten in the Ten Commandments the top ten list of morality that thou shall not bear false witness against your neighbour? When we Christians are supposed to be known for our love, our siblings don't seem to demonstrate that. So, I invite you To reach out, to support each other, but not only just to do that, but also ask for support. We don't have to be strong all the time. And I'm grateful for all the people in this community and outside of this church too, who have come forward to give me support, knowing that I too struggle. We have God with us and we have each other. For such a time as this, may we love each other as Jesus has loved us. There is a lot of work ahead. If 377A does get struck down, That's not the end of the story. It is only the beginning. I will expect LGBTQ people to face even more, even more discrimination. They will hear even more things going on in their own church communities and more of them will come here this sanctuary to be supported. We need to be prepared to welcome them, just as we have been welcomed here. We need to prepare ourselves to hear all the things that has already started, all the misinformation. We also need to prepare to help people change their mindsets, think about things in a different way, Support families who have LGBTQ children or family members so that they too learn how to love their LGBTQ family members. Be ready to make yourself available to respond, participate, serve, to heed God's summons and God's invitation. Will you come and follow me? One of our members, Davian, has responded to that call. He's sitting right there. He has been gifted with the gift of writing. And that's not his only gift. But he has used that gift, spending his time and energy the past couple of days, more than past couple of days, but the past couple of days in particular, to fact-check, to fact-check and respond and counter to all that misinformation. I know that many of you often feel helpless when you read articles or when you read, you know, someone writing or quoting the Bible, condemning LGBTQ. You don't know how to respond. Perhaps you're not um, theologically trained. Perhaps you don't know where to look for the information. Perhaps, you know, you just don't have the resources, right? But it is, David has done an amazing job of doing all the homework to search for all the information to counter those points. And we have created a short link to what he has written so that it can be easily shared with people. The short link is scc.la slash factchecking. F-A-C-T-C-H-E-K-I-N-G, right? Um, so that, you know, I've shared it on my Facebook. Um, you can, uh, you know, you can share that, uh, Um, article on medium with people, right? Uh, I do not know what shape or form your response or how you're invited to participate. All of you have different gifts, even if you think that you do not have. May you respond like Esther, overcoming her initial, initial fears, Gathering her courage to do what is required rather than keep silent or do nothing at such a time as this. And Esther, in the story, does not just prepare herself. She asks for help too. She tells Mordechai, tell the Jews in Susa to fast for three days and three nights. And I and my my Maids will do the same. She didn't do this alone. She gathered her people too. She asked for help too. And may we learn to do that. May we learn to support one another and do this together. When we write into the press, when we respond to things We are not doing this alone. We're doing this together. And what you might be called might not be to write in or to speak out. That might not be your gift. It can be as simple as the people who are serving in our production ministry, the people who are behind the cameras, the ones who are in the hive now, doing all the production, they're working very hard to make this service work and broadcast. It can be having a chat or coffee with a friend and connect. And it could be even connecting with friends who might disagree with you. This is about allowing your life to be a witness. And then I want to move to another reflection about this text. And I came across this, reflect, this reflection by Dan Clendonin. right? Oops, not this one. Esther is notable for what it never mentions. God, the Torah, Jerusalem, or the Temple. By one count, the pagan king is mentioned 190 times. The plot hinges on intrigue, hatred, deceit, revenge by the Jews who massacred 5,000 of their enemies. I didn't read that part, right? That follows after you know um, Esther tells the king, and she, and there's a plot, right? There's a revenge. Not just uh, Haman was the one who get his just uh, uh, just deserts, right? He 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 was hanged at the end, uh, and but the enemies of the Jews were also killed. Here, I want to preach against the text. That is not our way. Our way is to respond to hate with love. Our response is not to call for condemnation of our enemies or the eradication of them. But our way, Jesus' way, is one of compassion, love and forgiveness. Let us remember that let us not wish for bad outcomes for enemies or those who disagree with us but rather wish them the best because that's what love is that's what loving your neighbors mean even those who might really wish those who do not wish the best for us we do not return hate with hate. I'll continue with um, with a reflection. So, as it turns out, you know, for those of you who are not aware, there's a Greek version of Esther, and in in the Septuagint, and interspersed hundred and seven new verses in six places in the original hundred and sixty-seven Hebrew verses. That's a massive makeover. The King James Version call, calls these the additions to the book of Esther. Some people think that Esther wasn't religious enough and had to edit it to add these new verses to make it more religious and more pious. So they add in verses of prayer, mentioning God and all that. Then Plenidine continues. The most common takeaway from Esther that it is a story about God's hidden providence. God works in unspoken and unknown ways, and God is present even when God is absent. I like this interpretation. I believe it's true. But Esther also reminds me how tempting it is to edit our own story in order to make myself look better, more spiritual, and more pious, like the later Greek version did to the original Hebrew. It would be liberating to tell the truth about ourselves, to our own selves, and to others. But as Frederick Buchner writes, That is often just what we also fear more than anything else. And so little by little, we come to accept instead the highly edited version which we put forth in the hope that the world will find it more acceptable than the real thing. Thank God for Esther. She didn't need a makeover. Neither do you or I. The original FCC worship song that we sang, Free in Your Presence, begins with, If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I will not forget those moments of doubt. If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I will not erase those times of struggle for such a time as this, may we overcome our fear and know that truth, that truth that we are already beloved by God and we do not have to edit anything to make ourselves look better, look more pious, more spiritual, because we are already beloved. May you learn to love the you you hide when God calls your name. May you quell that fear inside and never be the same. May you use the faith you've found to reshape the world around, just like how Esther stopped hiding and over, overcame her fear For some of you, you might have tried coming out before. For some of you, you may have tried reaching out to help, support someone. For some of you, you may have reached out for help and that may not have turned out well or that may not have been a good experience. Perhaps you faced rejection. Perhaps that person rejected your help. Perhaps that person rejected to help you. Perhaps you made a mistake and made things worse. Perhaps the other person responded negatively. Perhaps when you helped, you were taken advantage of or you were hurt in the process. And perhaps you tried your best and you still couldn't help. You remember all that and so... You stopped. You stopped helping. You stopped doing all these things because you don't want to make those mistakes again. You don't want to be hurt again. You don't want to be taken advantage again. I think that amongst the many situations I've described, you probably have find yourself in a similar situation. And I think that it will happen again for such a time as this. I came across this Twitter thread recently. Somehow all these things that, you know, pop up sounds like encouragement. Maybe God is trying to tell me something. This is from Dr. Michael Laurent. He wrote, Every doctor carries along her or his little graveyard. Inevitably, we make mistakes. People die or become disabled. You never forget those patients. He goes on to describe a patient who he lost in his first year of training, and another who became paraplegic when he missed a a spinal fracture. He says, the point is, We learn from our mistakes, but the consequences are severe. You never forget them, though, a little graveyard with all the lost lives, limbs, and abilities that you carry around. You remember them when you're on holidays with your family or another quiet time. We all have to cope with that and give it a place in our heart or else we become second victims, get burnt out and can't help others anymore. We don't talk about this enough. Occasionally, you can diagnose and treat patients no other doctor was able to help. Those victories are, are however, forgotten after some time. They never compensate. I am not a doctor, and most of us here are not doctors. But there's something to learn here. We don't give up because we have failed, or we face rejection, or we made mistakes. We learn from the past, and we try, try again. I have lost friends to suicide. They are the ones I think about. Once in a while, particularly when I write letters to counter all those lies about LGBTQ people. They are the ones I carry with me, just like Dr. Lawrence. And I wonder if I have done enough. In the past two days, I have been thinking about the how some of them felt so unworthy, so dirty that God did not love them, and did not see the point in living. It is this misinformation that is going around right now, that is being perpetuated, that kills LGBTQ people. That's what I carry. My God, sometimes, just speak. And just on Friday evening, I received a text message. Hey, Miak, it just occurred to me that I'm alive and was able to be in the room with you because of the chat we had five years ago. Thank you for being there for me then. I didn't know how to verbalize it earlier. That chat was a turning point. And even after that, I was planning to carry it out. But what you and a few other people had said helped me back. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I pushed through with my counselor, treatment, and all of that. To be honest, I don't remember that chat. I don't even remember that this person was at their lowest point five years ago. I don't remember what he was struggling with. I only see them where they are now, doing well. When we were chatting in the room, you know, finding out what they are doing at the moment, they are thriving. And when the text message came in, I felt as though God is speaking to me, reminding me God's invitation to you and me. Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? Where you Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known? Will you let my life be grown in you and you? in me and may our response for such a time as this be the last verse of the song lord your summons echoes true when you but call my name Let me turn and follow you and never be the same. In your company I'll go where your love and footsteps show. Thus I'll move and live and grow in you and you in me. For such a time as this, know that God is moving, living, and growing in you, just as you are moving, living, growing in God. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor Miak, for the beautiful sermon. I think it's quite a heavy sermon. It's something we all probably have to sit with for a while. But as we come to the time of communion, it's comforting to know that at this table, this is where God is with us and where we are also with each other. So we gather each Sunday at this table Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. We We thank thank you, you, good good and gracious God, God, for for calling calling us to be your people, for giving us us eyes to see, see, ears to hear, hear, and hands to touch touch and bless bless our world. Even as your people, God, We are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As As people caught caught in our our tradition, we confess confess that we have helped perpetuate systems that deny the the dignity and sacred worth of all all sorts and conditions of persons. We have paid lip service to equality. equality. Our Our lives lives are based on discrimination of the other. other we We have have been our own own worst enemies. enemies. We We have have failed failed ourselves, ourselves, others, and we we have have failed you, God.
3: Moved by your power, we we accuse ourselves because we have have not allowed you to form us as as a new
0: people. We confess our sin and and pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your Spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death, to show his love for us and you. We remember how Jesus came to us, becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us, in all things but sin. We remember how, on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more, ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood. Shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. May I invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If you're watching from home, now would be a good time to also get some uh, bread or juice to represent the elements so we can all partake together. Please hold on to the elements until everyone is served, and then we will all... I'll take them at the same time. Sorry, this is just a quick announcement. There's a car, um, license plate 4899. If this is your car, uh, you need to move it because it's blocking uh, the neighbor's unit. Thank you. together. Jesus, you you are always present in in our our midst. You come come to us us simply, lovingly, humbly, in in word and sacrament, sacrament, in in this bread and wine, and in in the the love we share with one one another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, and his rising to new life. Please rise as you're willing and able and join me in the prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank you for feeding our hunger and relieving our thirst. With deep gratitude, we offer you you our lives, lives, our love, ourselves. ourselves gathered in Jesus by your life-giving spirit. May we become a new people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your name. Amen. Please be seated. So, welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. Uh, my name is David. I'm the service leader for today. And if you're watching online and the ser- sermon has touched you, inspired you, blessed you, please give our video a like and subscribe to get more of our weekly content. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we welcome you. Um, you can let us stay in touch with you by fil- filling out your details at fcc.la/welcome or scanning the QR code, and this will allow one of our pastors or our staff to reach out to you and find out how we can serve your needs. We also have a newcomers meeting at the last Sunday of every month. So uh, the next one, I guess, will be in August. It says July here. But yeah, it will be in the last week of August. So if you're interested, uh, please email info at freecomchurch.org. And this will be a chance for you to get to meet some of our leaders, find out about our history, our theology, and just what we're about as a church. Um, It's also the, uh, the time of the month when we give you an update on our finances So this is especially for our members. Um, So currently, uh, at the end of July, we are slightly behind Uh, for the general fund, which mainly goes to our our staff salaries and also maintaining the place. We are about 4% behind, which I think equates to around 12,000. So good job, everybody, but I think we still have a ways to go. (laughs) So um, if you are able to, we still need to catch up. And then for the building fund, which pays for the mortgage on this property, we're around, uh, looks like, about 3% behind, which is around $4,000. So, OK, it's not terrible news. I think we're in pretty good shape. But of course, we really, really do appreciate your generosity. And there are two ways uh, you can give. So, um, you can give by pay now, by scanning the QR codes, or you can also pay by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. And this charges a 1.5% platform fee. Now one thing I, I have to say, and I say this every month, is that if you are a regular giver to FCC, if this is your church home, I mean if you consider this place where you you know where, you, where it's your spiritual family, then the probably the best way you can give is to set up a recurring um, donation, and you can do that through the freecomchurch.give.asia, which allows you to set up a monthly uh, amount. and then you don't have to take out your phone every week and you don't have to scan these codes. and actually, I, I actually imagine the day when we don't even have to ask this anymore because so many people will be just having our, uh, our church on their hearts and say, yes, this is a place where I want to support because for such a time as this, we need a church in Singapore where LGBT Christians can worship freely and not feel like they have to hide. And where our pastor is a, an advocate and writes to the newspaper and says, yes, this is not, not all Christians are against LGBT. In fact, we affirm LGBT people and we know God loves all of them. So FCC is an important voice, and we're the only one in Singapore who's willing to speak up for this. And so this is our mission. And if this is something you can get behind, then we do appreciate your support for that. So um, I guess we'll continue with the offering. So we invite the ushers to come forward, but um, please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear Lord, for such a time as this, Lord, Help us all to speak boldly, to speak your truth, to counter misinformation, even at personal cost. Lord, help us to be your hands of love and grace, reaching out to one another and to those who are hurting, who are hurt by other Christians and their intolerance. Lord, may your love be evident through our ministry in this church. Lord, may you continue to give us the support we need to keep going. And Lord, we dedicate this offering to you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you're here on site and you would like to drop some cash in the bag, please raise your hand and the ushers will come to you. And while they're going around, uh, we do have some announcements today. So the first announcement is that uh, today is we're celebrating Home Day. Now, we're not calling it National Day, because some of you are not Singaporean, although this is your home, so, and FCC is your home, so we're calling it Home Day, and, and that will be today after church. So um, we'll have a lunch, and it's starting at 12.30, so if you have signed up, please do stay behind for this lunch. Uh, registration, unfortunately, is closed, so if you did not sign up, sorry about that. Okay, but there are other opportunities for you, and that is after church activities, ACE. Right. So the next after-church activity will be Kimchi Day. Uh, and that will be on the 21st of August where we'll be making kimchi. So Kim Jong Day in Korea is a national, an annual gathering of the community to make kimchi together. And it's a communal event that brings people together for a common objective, and it strengthens community ties. So at FCC, we have our own version of this Kim Jong Day, where we'll be making a fusion version of kimchi with Southeast Asian flavors and ingredients. We'll also explore the flexibility of kimchi making with non-traditional ingredients. So if you want to join this, uh, of course, you have to register at fcc.la slash ace. Um, there will be a donation of $3 per person for ingredients. Uh, you can you can donate more if you wish to. And please also bring a clean glass jam bottle um, so that you can put the kimchi in that. Okay, So please do register for this. Uh, for the 21st of August, and then our last announcement is that we're still looking for volunteers to join the production ministry, so that could be um, maybe doing the sound, doing the cameras, doing the slides, there's a lot to be done, and every little bit helps, so if you think, yeah, I've been at FCC a while, I want to know how I can maybe contribute, then this might be an excellent way for you to do that. Uh, You can get a behind-the-scenes tour, find out what it's like, no commitment required, Uh, sign up at info at Church. And so now we'll have the worship team come forward to give us the closing song. So please rise as you're willing and able. And then after that will be the benediction.
2: The greatest commandment is to love one another as I have loved you. God loves you.
5: Receive the benediction. O oh God, you have given each one of us wonderful stories of love and grace. Your love has called us to you and your love has transformed us. So now for such a time as this, may you go out as God's beloved people, knowing full well that God not only loves you, but loves all in this world and may you go out and proclaim this love without fear without shame and with all of the power that the spirit gives to you and may the spirit go with you as we go out with this love that accompanies us forevermore so now go And may our God of love and peace go with you. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for our service today. So glad to see all of you. I hope to see you again next week. And have a blessed week ahead.